And we're back with an episode of the MDM Podcast. Joe Morales, Trevor Mark. Oh, shoot. That's not Trevor Markowski. It's Jake Schwinger. It's Jake Schwinger. Holy crap. It's Jake Schwinger. Yeah. So, little insight. Trevor is on a trip that was... He's home now. So, he's supposed to be in New Orleans. Actually, he's not home. He was supposed to be in New Orleans and come home today. But the flight home because of Tropical Storm Elsa was canceled. So, Trevor being Trevor decided to go westward from New Orleans to Houston. And he's instead going to Yankees Astros tonight. And what is it? It's, it's ALCS ring night or pro Yeah, night? replica ring night. Ring night. They're, so trying, to, they're <laughs> trying to rub it into the Yankees. Yes. It, it, by the way, it's a perfect troll job this weekend. Yes. With the ring, I mean, the trophy, and, and, the and, and the Altuve jersey, jersey of course. Maybe we'll see Chapman in that game. That would be cool. That would be, Hopefully not, <laughs> actually. I don't want to. No, see that no at Chapman. All. So that's where Trevor is. But instead, it's, it's Jake Schwinger, who happens to be one of the bigger fans of the show. Uh, maybe it's because. He wanted, I don't know, maybe he wanted to be on here. Maybe he achieved his goal by getting on here. Whatever it was, maybe he actually found me and Trevor tolerable. Either way, he's here now. Jake, how you doing? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you, man? Good. So go ahead, give us a little description of yourself. Let people, get people to, to know you, the fans you like, what you like to do in your free time. All right. Well, I play baseball. Yeah. I love the Mets. Devils fan. <laughs> Knicks fan. Giants fan. Love baseball, my favorite sport by far. Uh, Patrick Wisdom is my team. On the day, but we're gonna we're gonna touch on the Yankees. We got Mets all uh mid season awards. We'll go division by division of the MLB teams that we just want to discuss. Blah 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 blah. The Cubs today came out and said they're probably sellers of the deadline. And what happens? They put up a nine spot on the Cardinals. And I have a point on the Cubs that I want to make later, and uh, I'll I'll save for later. We're gonna get touch on Yankees, Mets, and of course the mid season awards, like I said. But yeah, so Jake, again, welcome aboard. You're going to be busting my balls today about the Mets, of course. So I've prepared for it. The Don't first worry. place Mets. The first place in New York Mets. I've prepared for it. Don't worry. But we'll start off with the Yankees. And they had a relatively good road trip in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle. And they have another three games in Houston starting tonight. But the games in Seattle, aside from yesterday's game, where they got one hit, a joke, pretty much the entire Yankee season in, in one game yesterday, they had a relatively good series. I would have liked the sweep, but it's been a problem. The Yankees trying to sweep teams. You probably don't remember, yeah, there's, but there's been at least four yes, or five series. Two in particular, one against the Orioles that couldn't finish the sweep, and there was one bad game against the Indians earlier in the year too. They couldn't finish off the sweep. So not only just in general, bad teams they have trouble completing sweeps. And I had six hours this week to spend with the Seattle Mariners. I have no idea how they're four games over five hundred. They have the second worst batting average in the league. Their pitching is atrocious. Their, Scotty Service must be doing a great job there in Seattle because when you look at the team on paper, there's no way they're four or five games over 500 and ahead of the Yankees in the wild card standings. It's a little ridiculous, but it goes to show you what Scott Service has done in Seattle. It's been pretty good what Scott Service has done. The pitching's been here and there. Mm-hmm. If it, Kikuchi's been good. Right. That's the big Gilbert one. Gilbert pitched really well yes. against the Yankees. Yes. And that's what Seattle's doing is they're starting to – get these young prospects like Gilbert. Kalenic was up. He was terrible. We'll bust your balls on Kalenic later, too. Uh, but he was terrible. So they're still waiting for a, a core group of prospects to come up. But guys like Seager, guys like Kikuchi, like you said, they've been important, and it's the reason why they're four games over five hundred. But it's weird to see them four games over with the second-worst batting average in the league. But anyway, um, the Yankees couldn't fail to sweep. They've had trouble doing it all year. But the way they've played – in the first two games of this series, is the way I envision this Yankee team to be the entire year. 
to score five runs, six runs, like what, something like that. 12-1, game right. one. Right, batting, batting around more than once in a game. This is what the Yankee offense can do when they're on, when they're healthy. And it was it was just it was it's almost like a sigh of relief in in the first two games in Seattle. Guys like Voigt busting out of their slump. Glaber played. Torres Glaber played relatively really well. well, but finally the offense is starting to break out of its shell. Yeah. Well, Seattle's pitching also wasn't very great. Yankees pitching. I want to say Tyone. Tyone was, was awesome. Amazing. Tyone was awesome. Five hits. Right. One run. But also. In the spot start where Nick Nelson had a pitch instead of Domingo yes. Herman, star of that game, Luis Sessa. Luis Sessa and was I know great. He, I you, you know, like him. see, this is why he's a big listener. He knows exactly. You what are he's not a player. fan of Luis Sessa, right? But he he was great. Three and a third. Credit where credit's Very due. Good. Absolutely, credit where credit's due. But what didn't make sense to me was that Herman came in and pitched later in the game. <laughs> why he couldn't start the game, I don't know. Regardless, they got the win though. This tooth. This emergency root canal. He yeah. couldn't start the game. Whatever it was, but you're right. Sessa was huge. Um, Loizaga and Green were huge. Nelson tried. Herman tried, but regardless, they got the win there. But you're right. I took a look at how Luke Voigt did this weekend. Seven for twelve. Got his batting average up over two hundred. And since he'd come back from injury, he'd really been struggling. He couldn't couldn't hit. He has, I don't think he's hit a home run yet since coming back. But we're getting over the hump now. He's over two hundred. It, it, the batting average is starting to come up. And also, Torres, who's had a terrible year. While well, the worst slug we're saying is gone. The power it's non existent. So, a little bit of a little sigh of relief for me, at least, up in Seattle. The Yankees got a couple wins up there. And, sorry, I was taking a sip of water. Um, I wanted to touch on the, on the closing situation, too, because <laughs> we saw Chapman on Monday. Yeah. He got into. Once again. 12 in the gym. What was eleven run, twelve one, eleven yeah. run game. Got into a gym. Walk, walk two. Mm-hmm. Gave up a hit. Did strike out. Didn't three, give up a run though. One didn't thing give up that run. was promising was that he did strike out. Yes, three. didn't give up a run. And I, you've seen with Chapman, there have strikeouts have been a little bit down in the last 15, 20 appearances. Right, right, and and it has been. But here comes Chad Green, who I think is going to run away at the closer job this year. Him and Low, right? I know. I completely agree. He's got awesome stuff. He's been great. But him and Loisaga working together, it's it's a deadly one-two punch. Loisaga is able to induce ground balls. Green can strike guys out. The two of them in the eighth and ninth inning, I, to me, they're a deadly one-two punch. Yeah, Monk. Oh, one thing I want to say: Montgomery has been too inconsistent from a Yankees perspective. He's been very inconsistent. Right, but when you look at Montgomery, who slotted in as the the four starter. What I want from a fourth starter is number one consistency, and right, you're right, he has been a little inconsistent. But to give me an ERA just over four to eat innings, that is exactly what I want out of Montgomery. It could be better. He's been better. He's had ERAs under four. And he had that stretch of like five, six starts right. where he pitched really well. Right. But lately he's had a few bad starts. He is also a much better pitcher at home. Yes. He's one that of those guys pro- that, that, ha- yes, that right. has yes. a ridiculous split where it's, he's awesome at home and, and terrible on the road. But yeah, that's on the bullpen. I just wanted to say that I think Green is a closer from now on. Loisaga has been great. And now, you look ahead to the series in Houston. And we're going to see Garrett Cole on Saturday night against Granky. It's a Fox game, so who, it'll be all over. pitching tonight? Tonight is Nesta Cortez. Okay. He's so, pitched well against him. Right. He's promising. But I did go back and look how Nesta Cortez has done against the Astros. And last year, Cortez played for, for Seattle. How do you do? And 
let's say it didn't go well. <laughs> so the history of that is is not so good. But we got Cole on Saturday. Um, you alluded you alluded to it before on how Chapman hasn't been great in his last what is it fifteen, 15 appearances? appearances? Right, terrible. Close to a fifteen. Right, right. It, not, it's not very good. Terrible. But you can. Tra- I hate to admit it. You can trace it back to when the umpire started enforcing a foreign substance. Yeah. When they started enforcing it. You've seen it I, I, with Cole? That's what, yeah. You've seen it with a bunch of pitchers. Right. Herman's been one. G- I know different teams. Yeah. Giolito hasn't been right. as good as he's been. Right. Uh, you saw how Bauer's numbers were down. Right. No, yeah. Ba- well, yeah, Bauer too. <laughs> Giolito. And with the Yankees, it's been the biggest ones. Cole, Chapman, and Herman. To yep. me, those are the three biggest ones. But Cole now has one more start before the All-Star break in Houston on Saturday night. He's got to show me something. Last week against the Mets was embarrassing. He gets pulled in the fourth inning. In a seven-inning, it was a doubleheader game, right? It was a seven-inning game. When your ace is on the mound in these ridiculous seven-inning games, when your ace is on the mound, give me seven innings, please, especially when the teams were playing like crap. Please pitch the whole game. You saw it with with the Grom on... On it was early this week. Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, Grom pitched all seven, mm-hmm. and then they tied it and brought right. it back to DS. Right, but we'll talk about that later. Absolutely, yeah. We'll yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But I need to see something, Garrett Cole. Here, you you said it. His strikeout numbers are down. He's getting hit. I I will say this on Saturday against the Mets. The one thing a few rinky dinks. It was soft contact, except for the Dom Smith homer in the yeah. first. Right? Was it Dom? Yeah, it was, was Dom Smith. Was right? Smith. Right. So aside from that, it was soft contact. But the numbers don't lie. He's giving up more runs than he's ever had or since he's been in Pittsburgh, rather. And if this is the Garrett Cole we're getting for nine years or we're down to eight or seven years now, whatever the number is, yeah. I'm in for a rude waiting, man. This is not going to be a fun seven or eight years. Well, you go to it now. Is the contract worth it? I know it's only six starts, but <laughs> as you just alluded to, is that contract in the end going to be worth it? Me personally, I think Garrett Cole gets out of this. No, I I agree too. He's a top top yes top four pitcher in the game. with Spider Tech or not. I think Cole eventually gets out of it. Now he's hit what I am considering a cold street a cold stretch. You and and many of the people are 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 using it as a way to uh, get him with the sucky with the sticky stuff. Me, I'm thinking it's just a cold stretch. Do you think it's a cold stretch or is it is it actually a a result of them cracking down? I think, it, honestly, it could be a little bit of both. All pitchers have gone through it. I know you might say, say Giolito. Is it Giolito going through a cold stretch? Or is it Giolito going through, uh, is it the sticky stuff? Right, but Giolito, at least what you, Giolito's been bad all year. Yeah, they're two different pitchers. Like, Cole is elite. Giolito right. is in that, like, all-star to great category. I'm trying to think of other pitchers that have been affected. Two guys. Joe Musgrove has been affected. I don't know if you've taken a look yes. at him. I, I he's, don't, been, he's been really right. good in that rotation. The only reason I know is because I have him on my fantasy team. He <laughs> has not been great. And it's, it's over his last few starts, you've noticed that his strikeout numbers are going down. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing that You're seeing that a lot with pitchers. Down. Right. The and numbers we, are just going down. Yeah, and we go back to June 12th, which I think was around the time that they started enforcing. Yes. Seven strikeouts. Two, five, three, four. So you look at... A guy like Musgrove strikeouts. They've been going down. Otani, uh, his, his last few starts, <laughs> one strikeout, four strikeouts. He had nine on June 23rd, but on June 17th had five. 
So those are two. Those are just two guys I noticed because I have him on my fantasy baseball team. Yeah. But I'm sure it's more pitchers around the league too. You said Giolito. I'm sure, but with Cole, you think it's a it's it's a it's a mix. Of I think both. it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. How do you think Cole does Sunday? You think or Saturday? You think he actually gets out of this, or I, I, is it actually sticking? Yeah, I, I honestly do. I think he pitches a solid six, seven innings, gives up two or three runs. But I think the strikeout numbers are going to be there. That I know the Astros; they have the best batting average in the league. But I think Cole Cole shoves. I hope you're Cole right. Which is really well. I hope you're right. I know. I know you do. By the way, this microphone is changing you. If if we were talking without a microphone, you tell me how much Cole sucks. <laughs> it's it's this microphone that's changing you. Absolutely. You want anything else from the Yankees? Um, I don't have anything else. <laughs> all, all all I'm going to say is they need to. Take this they series. Take two out of they got to take two or three here. They got to go into the break on a hot note. Because if you, they're what, eight and a half back now? Nine. Nine back. If you Four can gain a, a game or two or a game and a half or whatnot, you got to find the way to, you got to find a way to win two or three here in Houston. But anyway, let's go on to your New York Mets. I'm sure you're, I'm sure I can see your notes page a little more stacked than the Yankee page. So I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're excited about this one. But the Mets did take two or three from the Brewers uh, this past week. And to me, the reason they're able to win these games has been because of their starting pitching, which has been able to hold them into the games. And one guy in particular that they have found, Tyler McGill. Tyler McGill. Has all of a sudden become a pretty serviceable pitcher. It's He's been relatively they're, good. They're, they're, he's given them five, five and a third. The strikeout numbers Strike, are Striking out guys too, yeah. exactly. So to me, it's been the starting pitchers that have actually held them in this yes. game. And the off- offense, it's getting there. It's get, except for the last game in Milwaukee, which uh, I'm not very happy about. Last game against Milwaukee. You really don't think this offense is cause for concern right now? I'm looking up and down the lineup. Conforto and McNeil coming back from injury have done absolutely nothing. McCann is a mess. He's inconsistent, Mc, to say the least. Mc, McNeil, he was due for that walk-off. Right. I know it's only, what, one at-bat, but McNeil was due. He's still hitting, what, 230, 233? Yeah. He's not there yet. To me, it's, it's a think, cause for I concern. I think he needs the all-star break. I really do, but we're we're in we're in mid in, in mid July, and those two haven't gotten going. Lindor has been ridiculous. They're and they fired their hitting coach already this year. Joey Davis is gone. At some point, number one, you have to blame uh, the front office for 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 putting this offense together. That's number one. And when are they going to start get go getting going? Because would, I, to me, there's only two guys in this lineup that have actually performed well: Alonso and Nimmo. Nemo, well, one thing you've seen is that the the presence of Brandon Nemo, it's there in the leadoff spot. He's been awesome. It's there, absolutely. At, in in the leadoff, the higher OVP, the walks, he can hit a little bit and play relatively good center field. I agree. With a serviceable Nemo. center. Field. I, I I completely agree. <laughs> Nemo's been okay, but also Dom Smith. I mean, he's, com- he's, he's coming together, along. but he's just weird. He hits lefties, oh. but he's a below average hitter against righties. What's he hitting right? Over 300 against well, lefties. At least over 300 against lefties. And I think he's hitting righties 230. I mean, that's and bizarre. One thing that they said that Gary and Keith and Ron said was that last year he was hitting off-speed curveballs at a ridiculous right. pace. This year he's hitting possibly below the Mendoza line. Right. Right. So, I mean, when you Dom Smith, who, who get credit where credit's due, has played a relatively good left field. He has played a good okay, left He's gotten field. a lot better. With the bat, though. I'm still waiting for him. It's inconsistent. I'm I'm waiting so for him to come through. But name of the game is timely hits. They've been able to do it. Whether it's VR, McNeil the other day, Lindor. Whether you like it or not, timely hits is name of the game. 
and, and they've been able to do it. I've seen that over the last few years of watching the Mets. They're very clutch. Right. They're a very clutch team, whether it's Alonzo, who I've come to realize is their most mm-hmm. clutch hitter. And at times, Lindor, I know Lindor has come up with bases loaded in a bunch of spots mm-hmm. and hasn't come through, but mm-hmm. when they've needed it the most, he, he has come through. Right. Right. Except for the third game against the Brewers. Well, yeah, I was gonna say you look you you look at Wednesday, right? You look at yes. Wednesday, and was it Conforto leaving the bases loaded? It was. It was Lindor. It was the meat of the order. It was right. Lindor, Smith, and then Alonso swung right. at a pitch above right. his head. That was, that was a mess and oh, awful. And we were on the phone for that. We were. You yeah. know what? I was not happy at right. all with that. Right. Can't confirm. Yes, he was not yeah. very happy with that. But those are situations where I'm looking for the Mets to find the guy who you can trust in a spot like that. Because aside from Nimmo, and I know Alonzo did uh, struck out there, but normally Alonzo would come through. I was, I was actually telling you, I think Alonzo actually comes through here. Normally he comes through, but the Mets are still lacking guy like that. Are you concerned about Lindor? Yeah. God. Well, I, from a team you perspective... Had no, you had no other comment. Yeah. From a team perspective, um, no, I'm not concerned with Lindor. Why? Because right now, where the Mets are, the, I know the division... I know the division's been very underwhelming, but where the Mets are, they're in first place. So if they're in what first place mean? with Lindor not hitting, what then that you can only imagine where he's going to be when when he's hitting. But but what is what is his team performance have to do with with, with Lindor? What what is him being in first place have to do with Lindor's struggles? Because the team's coming through picking up. Lindor. Right, but you paid him thirty million dollars to hit two nineteen. This is not what Lindor should be doing right now. He should, he should be hitting better. Right. Yeah. So, are you not concerned? On a scale of one to ten, four. So you're I'm not very. How, but how I'm are you not? not concerned. How are you not concerned with the you guy who just paid a ton of money over the offseason? He's only hitting two nineteen right now. How do you how do you sit well with this? I'm not con- I like where the team's at. But I- it's besides the point of the team that. The guy that you have paid to come through in those spots has not, and the stats show it. Well, the runner numbers with running in, runners in scoring position hasn't been great. The concern, the concern level is there. It, it's there. Lindor hasn't come through at times. His defense has been spectacular, right? Which is what you expect. Right. I, I saw a stat. He's fifth in defensive run saved. Right. Which is at the tops with Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, players like that. Right. But offensively, yes, there's concern. Right. And in for in both aspects, I do think the Mets actually need to go out and make a trade on the offensive side and the pitching side. So with pitching first, we both said Tyler Anderson. Is there anyone else? I know you've been a big Barrios guy. I am you, a very big. Are you Barrios still on Barrios? I yes. But you see, you don't want to give anything up for Barrios. You have to give up something good for Barrios. Well, under team control, he's been his, there. Yes, he's under team control. That's why you're gonna have to give up a higher prospect. But okay, let's fill them in. Your logic is you don't want to give up Beatty, Beatty and Alvarez, Alvarez, and Matt Allen. They're Matt Allen's untouchable too. Yes. So, so I keep Pete Armstrong available, and I keep. Ronnie Mauricio. But don't you think if the Minnesota Twins hear that, they're going to specifically ask for those three guys? They would. They're going to make it tough. The Mets say no. And so, I don't I don't want them going. Okay, so you're all for Barrios, except if you have to give up a top prospect. A top prospect in Beatty and Alvarez. So the one, the three, the three out of the four you cannot give up. Yes. 
It's a good thing you're not a general manager. It's a good thing you're sitting here with me, not a general manager. Because if the Minnesota Twins hear that, they're not going to be too happy with that. On the offensive side, Chris Bryant's obviously one. Although he's struggling right now. You still hiring Chris Bryant? You want him? Yeah. Chris Bryant definitely is a top option. Uh, you heard Ken Rosenthal said Adam Fraser. I know that that's your guy. You want him on the Yankees. Oh, I meant to ask you. Are the Yankees buying or selling? Oh, they're buying. Oh, they're absolutely you buying. You think they're buying? Oh, they're buying. Who, if they sell, they're going to have an buying? issue. Give me Adam Frazier. <laughs> um, take a bullpen arm. If you want to package him and Richard Rodriguez, I'm fine with that. that well, that's that's a guy that I would want the Mets to add right. in the bullpen. And to me, they need a center fielder. Uh, Starling Marte is looking at a contract extension, so I don't think he's yeah. on the table anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm trying to think of center fielders that would be available. Frazier could play center field if he you ask him. He he's more up. of an infielder. He's right. He's, he, but he, he can play the outfield. But if you're looking for a true and – and I'm, I'm looking for the word real. Uh, I'm, I'm losing my word. But if you're looking for a real center fielder, uh, maybe Ramil Tapia. From Colorado, I wouldn't be opposed but, to that. But, right. But he could, put, he he could play center. center. I'm trying to find a true center I, fielder. I think the best bet would probably be Marte. Right, but you're giving up a, a lot to, to him. Yes. Like, you're talking Schmidt and Garcia, Garcia. And, and, and Medina and Gill. Am I willing to do that? Yeah, probably. If, if Marte's very good, I'm willing to go Who top process from. Who would you rather give up, Schmidt or Garcia? Um, ooh, it's tough. I, I don't really have a preference. I, I, I'd be fine that, parting with that was, Honestly, that was one thing I was surprised about was how the Yankees haven't <laughs> used Garcia more. I thought, I thought honestly, he was going to well, be a Have you seen his sense triple A? Not pretty. Yeah, he might yeah. get bumped into double A with these guys. If they're not pretty. He's been terrible. But at the beginning of the year, I thought he was a lock for a, a spot in the rotation. Right. In spring training, it was him and, and Herman fighting for a spot. It was, they were pitching. I know it was spring awesome. training, give or take. Right. But it was awesome. They both were pitching right. phenomenally. But to, again, I I don't I don't have a preference. So I'm going for Kentel Marte. They can take whatever they want. I I feel like Jason Dominguez is, is the untouchable. You can't yeah, keep him up no yet. Way. But if if they ask for one of Schmidt and Garcia, I wouldn't care which one they took. You give up Esteban, right? Yes, I give up Floreal. I'm surprised. I mean, earlier in the year he was swinging a hot bat. I'm surprised they haven't given him too much of a shot he, yet. He was he was up with them at right some point doubleheader at some point. Or the Yankees could go in the house. I don't know how much we've been keeping up on the Scranton Yankees. Um, Hoyon Park is hitting almost 400 did, in AAA. I actually right. I did see that. And Ambergy, Trey Ambergy, who I, I who I saw a lot in, in Trenton when I had season tickets. Um, he has like a 40 game on base streak. So there are some in house options down in AAA that they could go to. Me, Adam Frazier is obviously a number one target, but um, I'm also a, a a big fan of Kentel Marte if there if he if he's available. I ha- I actually have seen if he's not available, but yeah. that's if you put a bunch of prospects in front of him, maybe they, they change your mind. The, the Rockies GM actually said this: Herman Marquez isn't available. He's not available. That's not cool. That sure. is the guy I would want the Mets to get, to go out and get I, again. I, I like Marquez. I know I know it's cores. Mm-hmm. And all that shenanigans. Well, it makes him better to come out of course then. Yeah, it would. I, I think he would pitch really well right. in, in City Field. Right. All right. Uh, you want anything else, anything else in the Mets? Because oh. we're approaching the trade deadline. We'll, we'll, yeah, get, we'll, we'll touch on that. One more thing real fast. Good. Jose Peraza. <laughs> oh, the big hit? Yes. Well, th- this is what I want to talk about. When J.D. Davis is ready, who do you send down? Do you send Peraza down or do you send Guillaume down? Neither. Then who do you send down? McKinney. McKinney. I don't. I don't know. I, I like McKinney. I right, but McKinney. I'd rather I'd rather keep Gorman can't go down. First of all, Gorman's playing great, and Peraza. We're talking a few years ago. He was he was a three hundred hitter. I think he's a good guy to have he's on the bench. The Mets. Right. You saw him hit a pinch hit home run the other day. I think to me that the the easy choice is, is McKinney. 
And oh, going back to Chris Bryant, I think the Mets need to trade Davis. No he'd probably what, be in no the deal. No matter yeah. what deal, whether it's to the Twins, I I think he'd throw Davis in the deal. I have a question. What if the Cubs say no? We want Guillaume instead of Davis and Prosper. I think I do it. You did? I do it. Okay. And then I think you trade. I don't know if the Mets would do this, but I would maybe try to put Davis in a different package. For who? A pitcher. Like Marquez? Maybe. It's a good option. The Rockies don't have much in the way of fe- their future. They don't have many prospects right. in the top 100. They don't much for anything, so, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but- they're about to. They're going to trade. I mean, I think that they get a good haul back for. Story, right? But I mean, we know in Colorado, you never know because you saw what they did with Arenado. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I will say, on the only the only bad side to McKinney going down, yeah, would be you're left without a natural outfielder on the roster, and he's a good defensive outfielder. Right, but you could do Davis and left. Uh, Giorme, I'm sure you can put in the outfield. McNeil can play in the outfield. So I, I, mean, don't, I don't know if Giorme can play. So, the but the, but can. right, but there are options. Uh, if you if you do, I'm, to me, McNeil's the obviously. Uh, I honestly think the that Davis is probably going to be a tra- a top trade piece in any deal. He'd be a leading right. trade piece in any right. deal because of the depth in the infield. Yes. Too. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And how players that's have fair. played. I'm sur- I, I mean, I'm surprised you're as willing to give up Guillaume as you are. I'm not. I mean, uh, uh Davis. Because you saw. Do, do you not like Davis, or you're just okay with giving no, him up? No, I'm just okay, okay with giving him up. I like Davis. Davis okay. is he, he's terrible defensively, right? But his bat is really good, right? Okay, so there's some hot spots around the league that I we we wanted to touch on, and we've had this point of contention for a while is the NL West. Yeah, right? I'm a big fan of the Giants. I, I you think they're staying? I there? I do. I re- I mean, listen, it's Gabe Kapler. You know, anything, <laughs> anything could happen. Never know what happens. But for them to be leading a division right now. In a division with the Dodgers and Padres, both with fifty plus wins, is impressive. I- impressive to say the least. And that and leads those three teams basically lead the league and wins. Everything besides, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's been at the forefront of starting pitching with Gosman, Wood, Discofani. Cueto's been okay. So it, those three or four guys in the rotation have been great. I think a big landing spot for Chris Bryant, San Francisco. With Longoria hurt and even they they shifted over to the bench, I think a big bat going to San Francisco is going to happen. Do you think the Giants trade Joey Bart? Uh, well, ooh, yeah. <laughs> to me, I would. I trade Joey Bart. You're playing for this season, is what you're Yes, me? absolutely. Because he has a twenty million dollar option, I think, for next year. Oh, is it almost three twenty? I, I, I got to keep posing. I know. To me, listen, Joey Bart is being held up in AAA by Buster Posey. And with the way Posey's played, the Giants are not letting him walk next year. But all, all of them have played like that. Crawford. I, I, I understand that. But with this one specifically, Posey has played better. When you're hitting yeah. 320, it's it's better than, than Crawford's 270, right? Belt's been okay. But to me, there's not going to be a spot for Joey Bart for at least another two years. And he's in AAA ready to be called up. To me, go out and get a a a superstar. Go out and get a Trevor Story, or go out and get a Chris Bryant. This is your, you have a, a two year window to win with Buster Posey as your catcher. To me, it makes sense. I mean, the way Posey's hitting, obviously, it makes sense. I don't I don't know if they trade Bart though. Why? Because I don't know if Posey obviously is probably gonna resign. It's a matter of. How much longer does Posey have behind the plate? 
Right, but when the injuries have started to stack up, no, that's fair. That's fair. But when you have an opportunity to win a championship, and I'll speak for you here, we didn't think the Giants were going to be in this spot at all. I thought they were third place. Right. So for them to be in this spot right now, in first place, we're about a few days out from the from the All Star break. For them to be in this spot and have the have the means to go out and trade for a superstar, to me, they got to do it. They got to go trade for a big guy. It makes sense. Right. And division with the Dodgers. And the Padres, who most certainly will be adding. Um, what's this? Luke Voigt's out of the lineup. I got hit in the hand yesterday. Okay. So the hottest hater cannot play tonight because of an injury. Of course. That, that's great. That's, a, Aaron, that's how Aaron Boone sets his lineups. That's great. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you under the bus here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just uh, throw this out to you. Uh, is there any team that you want to discuss or division? Oh. I'm, I, I'm, I'm completely... NL East. NL East, okay. Do you think the Mets end in first? Uh, I don't know. Where do you think the Braves? The issue with the Braves is that they're either going out and getting a hitter or they're not doing anything. Because their offense, you you still have Freeman, you still have Acuna, you still have Albies, but you still have Swanson, you have Riley, but there's so many spots in that lineup that are just like dead spots. You know who I think they go out and get? Who? Trevor Story. Really, I could see Wait, him even with there. Swanson at short. One of them will go to third because you you got to agree there is a missing bat in that lineup. There is, and a guy like Story, regardless of course, however it affects him He's negatively or positively, he'll be everywhere though. Right. Story. So I think to me it's a perfect spot. I do think Atlanta actually turns it around. They are way too talented to be two games under five hundred. Their their issue is it's pitching. Right. Their pitching's been like, Freed has a what, right. They have not been dealt a good set of hands. Charlie Freed Morton's. Has struck. He's had his ups and downs. More, mm-hmm. he was really bad. Smiley hasn't pitched well. They were, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be there, and they were banking on Soroka too. Their, their best pitcher decided to punch a punch a punch a wall <laughs> at the time. Yep, yep. I mean, it's been some unlucky things with, right. with Soroka, but it's also they're, they're not. The offense also hasn't been there, and the pitchers that they expected well, to when, pitch well right. just haven't pitched well. When they lost Ozuna, it created a gaping hole in their outfield. Where yes. I, I watched them play the Mets the other day. Abraham Almonte is all of a sudden their starting <laughs> left fielder. And you have Guillermo Heredia. In right, field. in center field. So you look up, and the team is in desperate need of offense. That's number one. All right, And and the Phillies, they've been playing playing relatively hot. I do think that them and Washington can turn it around. Don't count Miami either. I know the 10 games under. I want you to take a look at this stat right here. It's called expected win-loss uh, record. Yeah. They're, with the with the run differential they've put up, yeah. they're supposed <laughs> they the to be, run differential they are supposed to be tied for first place. Okay? At any moment, they can catch fire and their gain offense, a few games. Their offense is just I understand so that, but their pitching is going to hold them in which, games. Which I find kind of surprising because... I mean, they've had some lackluster hitting from Brian Anderson this year, Miguel Rojas, Chisholm. Chisholm's He's been, been great. One, him and Aguilar. Yes. Aguilar have been their two bright spots. Duvall. I mean, That's you know what you're one. getting from Duvall. That's you're a getting, big one. Duvall, you're not going to get the high average, but the power numbers it's for there. Duvall, they're right. still there. Yes. And, I mean, go back to the yellow streak. You're getting, oh, yeah. what did they get, Sierra and... Brinson? Yeah. Brinson, they're center not fielder. Nowhere near. Well, no, they have uh, starting Marte. Yes. But still, 
you're expecting top prospect things from Luis Brinson. You've right. gotten what? He has elite defense, but you got nothing offensively. Right. And they've looked to guys like Duval, who picking him up off Atlanta was great. Um, Aguilar has been great. Jesus Sanchez, who was raking in the minor leagues, has come up and he's been decent. Has been great. Has been good. He's been right in the middle. Uh, to me, they have guys in the minor leagues that are not ready, but they're right around the corner. So give him a year or so, and the offense is, is, is all of a sudden one of the best in the league. In my opinion, they're one of the best in the league when you add Lede. And uh, the, I'm, I'm blanking on another one. I'm, forget, I'm forgetting one of the guy. But with the pitching that they have right now, Alcantara, and, and I know Sixo Sanchez is hurt, but he'll, he'll, he'll be back. Lopez. They they they're, go, young, they're really young. right. They're gonna have good pitching for a long time. Yeah, I'm actually looking to see who the. I'm I, I'm I, I can look here right here. I'm blanking on him. Oh, Mac. Oh, not the pitcher. Uh, here let me look. Marlins. I mean, and they still it was have, Sanchez, they still, Sorry, they still have pitching. They still right. have pitching. Edward Cabrera, Mayor Max Mayor. Right. And maybe they get bad up with the draft too, because they have a uh, probably middle of the pack of draft to be the playoffs yeah. last year. But yeah, that that's on that's on the NL East. I also think that Washington Philadelphia could turn around too. They're they're really talented. And then one more I wanted to talk about was the NL Central. The Brewers are now running away with they're this. Run, yeah, yeah, they're running away. But for away. for a while, the Cubs are up top. Yeah, and they are. They just they, the yes, year. it looks like they'll be uh, joining in on a fire sale later this summer and. The, th- the five guys actually that I think could there's more than five but five of the big ones that I think could could uh, be traded this year Bryant Baez Contreras Rizzo and Kimbrell okay. I don't I don't know so much about Contreras because he has the extra year they were saying Kyle Hendricks Hendricks I think Peterson could be one that's also traded they were, they were talking Peterson to the Yankees right well I'm gonna put I'm gonna give you a hot take right? okay I don't think the Cubs actually sell. You have a group of guys here that have been together since 2014 or 2015. And I think it's ownership saying, get your gear together, or we actually will trade you all away. But they're only eight games back in a wild card with half a season to play. If they catch fire immediately after the All-Star break and go on one of the runs that they had earlier in, in, was it late June or early July, where they'd won like five or six in a row and and took the leading division. If they did that after the All-Star break, are you still going to trade everyone? I mean, it, it's just in such a short amount of time, I feel like, between the All-Star break. Right, I just feel the timing was weird. Unless they're going to trade guys over the All-Star break, which is possible. The Orioles did it with Manny Machado a few years back. Because you're going to need to realize it as, look at who the wild card is, though. You're looking at the Dodgers, Giants. Dodgers the Giants are 20 games over, just right. for them to even, like, get past them. Yes. Even if the Giants were to fall out and the Padres-Dodgers are fighting for first, <laughs> then... I mean, there, there's not much of a chance. And right. I, I see right. that with the Cardinals. It's going to be tough for the Cardinals. Right. Losing Flaherty was probably their, their biggest right. loss. Absolutely. I mean, it killed their pitching staff. Right. Absolutely. But for the Cubs, for the timing of it was weird to me. Unless over the All-Star break they go out and trade for guys, then it will all makes sense. But for them on, Ju- on, on July 9th to come out and say we're sellers and only two games under 500, it means – Two things to me. They're one, they're going to trade guys very soon, or it's almost a wake-up call to those guys in the clubhouse. That's just me. Right. Any other division you want to talk about? Uh, no. They would touch white, on white, white Sox. They're going to run away with it. And the Nationals in Oakland, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. That's going to be that's a fun a, one that's going been fun. Yes. 
I think Houston actually still comes up at top. Do you think the Angels make any noise? Well, you know, Mike Trout coming back pretty soon. You know, maybe. Otani's been great. Their offense has been – they've been better without Trout. Right. Which is less no weird stuff. They're going to add Trout back <laughs> yeah. and they're going to be great. They'll be happy. All right. Let's, let's, by the way, I don't know if you saw me retweet this today. Uh, Mike Trout has only played one more game than Aaron Judge since 2017. Either we got to add Mike Trout to the injury-prone list or Aaron Judd <laughs> comes out. It's up to you. Uh, all right. So this, this one's what I'm excited for. We had uh, – Jake actually came up with this when I told him that I wanted to bring him on the show. He's like, let's do midseason awards. I thought it was a great idea. So we have MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, and Manage, Manager of the Year in both leagues. So a total of eight uh, awards. So I want, you're going to start. Give me your AL MVP, and then I want you to explain why. Okay. And if there were any guys you considered – like, if it was okay. very close, then explain why you chose So, that. I had two. Mm-hmm. Otani and Guerrero. Okay. So, I actually wrote down some stats. Right. Otani's hitting 279, 32 homers, 69 RBIs, with an OPS of 164. Ridiculous. Guerrero is hitting 341, 28 homers, 73 RBIs, with a 1118 I have a question. OPS. What's Vlad Guerrero's ERA? Otani's my MVP. Okay. Because of that. You think the pitching... What yes. If, what if Otani's pitching collapses? Well, we're doing mid-season awards right that's, now. That, yeah, that's true. That is true. Right now. Otani's the, Otani's the MVP. To me right now, even if Otani's ERA is in the low threes, which is where it is right now... I just can't get over the Guerrero average. Listen, it's, I... It's ridiculous. We, he's still putting up power numbers right. close to Otani. Number one prospect stuff. That's what everyone yes. thought he'd be. Absolutely. Yes. But to me, with the way Otani's been able to hit... And pitch at an elite level, I chose Otani. I'll go um with AL Cy Young, and this one was tough. I chose Carlos Rendon from the White Sox. Okay, I chose Lynn Enro. I had Lynn. Lynn was close. Lynn was very close for me, but Rendon has struck. Uh, struck. Uh, I can't speak. Has struck more guys out in in less innings than Lance Lynn has. I'll also go uh, AL Rookie of the Year first. To me, it was easy. I chose Adolis Garcia. Yeah. That's who I had. Dolce Garcia. Right. And then, who was your manager of the year? My manager was Alex Cora. I had Alex Cora. Cora effect. Right. Well, I mean, no one thought the Red Sox would be this good, by the way. What What do you think of this? Do you think when the, the Tigers bring everyone up? Manning, Green, Manning, Torkelson. Okay. Torkelson. AJ Hinch effect. Ooh. Look at the AJ Hinch thing. effect this year. That would be only eight games under. That's a terrible team. That would be eight games under. It's pretty Who's impressive. Star? Who's their star? I couldn't tell you. Akil, Akil Badu. Uh, Tariq Skubal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're right. AJ Hinch has an effect. Maybe next year that you know we're looking at the Tiger Tigers as either a division winner or a wild card team. Go you can start us off. I, I know this isn't an MVP yeah. candidate, but one guy that's been surprising, Cedric Mullins. Yes, I know yes. the Orioles are terrible, but the one bright spot. Well, no. Trey Mancini as well, right. but Cedric Mullins has been ridiculous. Mullins in the All Star game, right? Did uh, he make yeah, it? He's a reserve. All right, they good. Give him a reserve, which he should be. He should be a starter. I'm pretty sure I voted for him to start. He should be a starter. Trout should not have been. Trout shouldn't have been. Trout should have been a starter. He should have made the the All Star game, right? But he should not have been. I agree. Him and Buxton should not be starters. I the way Buxton was going, he would have been All Star. You're injured. You can't be an All Star. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Skip. Skip. Let me start this. So, uh, my NLMVP, <laughs> Jacob DeGrom. You could also say Tatis. Really? Okay, but DeGrom's been, hitting-wise, He when he starts, it's his hitting. 
Right. He does everything. I, I, I gave MVP to DeGrom. If if people are very sometimes against it, pitchers and MVPs. I'd say Tatis. Tatis, Tatis. But DeGrom has to get it. Yeah. All right. Who's your Cy Young? Jacob DeGrom. All right. I and, chose, a clo- and a close second's Gosman. Right. I chose Max Scherzer. No, I'm, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> the, fa- the, the look on <laughs> Did his face. Did you see the game last night? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad. That was bad. How, how about the San Diego pitcher? You go, no way. Uh, what, what? This is crime for Jason Tingler. criminal for Jason <laughs> Tingler to do that. Next oh pitch versus a grand slam. That was funny. Um, but yeah, no, DeGrom. Period. Stop. Go Give me your rookie of the year. Trevor Rogers. Totally agree. They have three pitchers so far. Yeah, and then my manager years get Kapler. So I have. So we all agree on the National League. <laughs> we agreed on you gave Otani, right? Yeah, MVP. I gave Otani. You gave. I gave Lancelin. Oh yes, you gave Adoles Garcia. Oh uh, yes, I did. And give. you gave Alcaraz. So we only disagree on Cy Young Award, and they're both relatively close. Yeah. So at least the 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 general opinion of b- baseball fans is is pretty simple, but um, but Jake, it's been a pleasure, buddy. Thank you, man. I'm gonna put you in a weird spot. Do you want to plug social media or no? You don't have to. If you want. Sure. Uh, Jake Schwinger on Instagram and Twitter. You can just ignore the Twitter. Cue the trumpets. Cue the trumpets. I'm joking. No, go, go give him a follow, Jake. It's been fun. It was a pleasure. But for now, that's Jake Schwinger. I'm Joe Morales. Trevor will be back on Monday along with me. Uh, this has been the MDM Podcast.